0: Welcome to episode two of Let's Talk About It, a Tugi Wayaki podcast. My name is Tugi Wayaki and today in episode two, we have an amazing conversation lined up for you. So the topic of the day is being single, single like being alone like not having nobody um i guess is an amazing interesting passionate charismatic lady her name is Letty she is very talented she has very many interests and hobbies other than being a singer a baker a businesswoman she is a psychologist we actually graduated together Um, from Dexter University and right now she's pursuing her MA, master's degree in clinical psychology from USIU. Um, She enjoys reading, watching videos and eating in expensive restaurants. She's a woman of class. Uh, She's my friend and I am always so fascinated by her when she starts talking about anything that she's passionate about. And especially today's topic. Lastly, and this for me, I think is why she qualified to be the guest on today's episode. She is single. Welcome to the podcast, Letty (laughs) Karibu.
1: Oh my gosh, thank you so much for having me, Tugi. Can I introduce you too? Because No, oh. no, it's my point. Well, Tug is my friend. Me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. awesome. Thank you so much you. for agreeing to come and talk to us about this topic. It's something I know you're passionate about. So let's just begin. How long have you been single? Wow, I have been single. For, I have to count. Mm-hmm. I've been single since May. So that's mm-hmm. about nine months. Being May 2020. Single. Guys, yeah, I oh. think if this was an expectation, by now I'd be giving that. Yeah, you yeah, are so <laughs> pregnancy. <pretty> <laughs> uh, and why mm-hmm. are you single? One, I realized I'm single by choice because in my previous life, I've said, oh, I'm single because I'm still looking for blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But I was explaining how I watched this um YouTube video on being single, and the person was like, why are you single? And I had all this list of things. I'm single because I'm looking for who and who. I'm single because this person loves me. I'm single because this, 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 and I was like, she was like, no, but you're single by choice. And then I was like, it's true. I'm single by choice, because I'm not looking for any Tom Dick and Hardy. There's mm-hmm. some things I personally want to achieve for myself, and there are mm-hmm. things I'm looking for in our partner. So I'm single by choice. <laughs> I'm single by choice. Awesome. Um. So... You said something about like there's this expectation that your people are usually single because they're not dating. That's actually an answer I used to give when I was asked, so Triggy, why are you single? And I'm like, that's because I'm not dating. But there's that kind of takes the responsibility of being intentional about being in a relationship away from the person who's single. Um yeah. for me, I've never dated before. So I don't I can't say I've been single for the extent of a pregnancy. I've been single my whole lifetime, a whole 24 years. And being single gives you some insight about being in a relationship, especially when you've been in one and then now you're not. So what what are some of the things that you've learned um, about relationships by being single? I learned that relationships, first of all, are not the thing you enter because everyone else is in a relationship. My friend, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that is a big mistake because you really have to be intentional. Um, I always used to to tell myself, I'm dating for marriage. Mm -hmm. I'm dating, I'm serious, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm committed. And now I look back, I'm like, how would I know dating for marriage at 19? Because that's when I first started dating. I'm like, I didn't even know how to be selfless or how to fully love. So, you know, um, I once asked someone about, uh, no, actually, someone asked me, how, how much should you give in a relationship? Mm-hmm. i like, 50-50. What kind of question is that? And he's <laughs> like, Wrong! It's a hundred zero, and you're the one giving a hundred. Oh like, yeah? At nineteen, my friend, I'm like,
2: what? what?
1: hundred? Are you giving at nineteen? Like, what do you know of yourself? Exactly. Who give a hundred in a relationship? I don't know. And even at that was the first relationship at nineteen. At twenty. Twenty, twenty-one. There, I entered my second one. I still didn't know anything about a hundred zero. Like me, I was, in fact, I entered with even more expectations. That like, you better be this, you better do this, you better have this, you better like, mm-hmm. you know. And I never understood that concept until I realized dating is a choice. Mm-hmm. And then you look at someone and you're like, okay, this is Letty. She's this, she's that. The good, the bad, the ugly. And I choose to be with them
2: mm-hmm. and give
1: them my best despite of what they'll give back to me and the best relationships are where I give a hundred and the other person gives a hundred mm-hmm. on their own will because they have not <laughs> because mm. exactly exactly and that's why I wanted in fact to ask you a question mm-hmm. now that our singleness our single journeys have been a bit different mm-hmm. I would mm-hmm. like to ask as someone who's not been in a relationship mm-hmm. what are the some of the expectations you've had or mm-hmm. have about relationships because that would be interesting. I think for me it's changed over time so uh, when I was 19 I knew throughout my teenage actually I knew I was not going to date um I, I just it was not something for me. I knew I was not prepared. I was not ready. And then I joined university and I was like, okay, I think now, because, you know, people go to university and they live with husbands and wives. So I was like, I'm on the market. I'm looking out. I am shop. It's almost like I was shopping. And uh, the, the expectations I had for who I was going to end up dating were someone who's godly, someone who knew themselves, someone who was confident and someone who was funny, you know, someone I'm, like, compatible with. But when I got into university, I realized wait, I don't even know myself. So I added that to the list, someone who knows themselves. And then I was like, wait, where, where are these husbands being found? Because me, the way I'm seeing, I, 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 I things I think. So I think over time and like, because of the people I've been exposed to, the list has, the expectations I've had have kept on changing. So it moves from someone who knows himself to someone who can lead or someone who's going somewhere where I can follow him. I don't really think I have like a final, so this is what I'm looking for and this is when I'll get into a relationship. But for me, it's always been something that I know I have to be super careful about. I'm not going to peer pressure myself into getting into a relationship because it's work. There are times I have just wanted somebody to hug me. Just If, if that's what boyfriends do, then that's what I want. I just want a boyfriend to hug me or to tell me I look nice or just like lovey-dovey things. Then I see my friends and they talk to me about their relationships and they're like, to get to work. You don't just enter this because you feel like because you're lonely because you know this is work so for me it's something I've, I'm super curious about but I'm also very cautious about I don't I don't know it's just one of the things I just like if it comes it comes I, I move at some point I was really desperate I was just like God, please can I just have a boyfriend for having a boyfriend's sake? Please. And then there was a whole stage where everybody I knew was in a relationship. And I'm just there, like, God, am I okay? Is it me? Uh, and then I grew out of that phase. And then now I'm just like checking. Whatever happens, happens. Um, I'm I'm really trying to focus on becoming a whole single singleton and yeah. doing everything I can to become a better individual with the hope yeah. that whoever I'm going to end up with is doing the same thing. Um, yeah. so yeah I stopped I stopped seeing being single as as a deficiency or like a sickness. Because at some point I thought there was actually something wrong. It's like guy, okay, am I okay? Is everything fine? Am I not doing Am I not, they're not like, wait, it's not a disease. Um, so yeah, that's, that, that brings me to my next question. Why, why do you think being single is perceived as a disease or weakness or something that especially women need to be saved from? Well, that's a question I've been thinking about a lot, uh, especially because I thought about it in the context of me. Mm -hmm. And I realized, first of all, I don't know if I'm now becoming woke or extra critical, I'm not sure. But I realized there's a lot of information that we consume, music, movies. Mm -hmm. And they always have things like someone to complete me, you know, someone to make me, make me something. Like it's always, the relationship is always, that person is coming to finish your unfinished business you know you're Mm just the foundation Mm -hmm. um but i realize we keep listening to a lot of that and that you know by extension or unconsciously it makes us start thinking a particular way Mm -hmm. and the truth is we were all like we were all made to be who we are whether Mm -hmm. or not you date or get married you were made to be who you are and your uniqueness no. is not based on anyone else. And so the notion of completion is something I'm not too sure about. Mm-hmm. Because I'm also trying to think about it in the in the biblical perspective
2: mm-hmm.
1: where the two shall become mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. But you know the two didn't necessarily mean half and half to be wise. I was going to say the two. It didn't say the two shall become a, a whole of the other person. Like remember earlier you said how much should you give in a relationship? A hundred zero. And when the other person gives a hundred, it's not a hundred plus a hundred is two hundred. It's a hundred plus a hundred is a hundred. Like. You're a whole person meeting and relating to and being intimate uh, emotionally, physically, spiritually, even with another whole other person. Um, Mm -hmm. So yeah, I I I feel like women need to stop feeling, "Guy, I'm so incomplete. Who will rescue me?" Because like. See, you were born by yourself, and you were born a whole human being, and like you're saying, your uniqueness, everything about you is is on one hundred you know um, yeah. and then I also find like men are just like, "Hiya, how do? You're alone, you' not been married, I'll save you, bruh. what do you say you have you been saved from yourself like there's there's just a sense of i don't know there's there's a mentality I've come across of you need to be rescued, you can't be alone yeah yet um if we i I just think that's illogical and not right. <laughs> <laughs> it's true because i I think that is also making people find fault in themselves yeah um man yeah um and it goes for both because i've also seen men who've been seriously looking for wives and they search high and low and you know so but the difference is i've not really met many men who are actively searching for wives who consider themselves broken Mm. because they're not in a relationship i think that's Where their mindset is healthier
2: Mm. uh, than
1: most of us who feel I'm single because there's something wrong with me. But that's not to say that some people don't need to work on themselves. Because as someone who's dated, Mm. I must say there are some packages I picked up along the way that I would have done without had I not dated.
2: Mm.
1: Um, And so there are things. But the, the difference is, you know, when you enter a relationship, your insecurities and what. Not worked on magnified,
2: mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
1: and I think maybe that's where that notion of your broken is coming from. Because honestly, if you don't work on on yourself, if there if there personal um, struggles you have mm-hmm. that are an impediment to your successful living,
2: mm-hmm.
1: a relationship won't fix it. It will highlight it.
2: Mm-hmm. Not just
1: a relationship with husband and wife. I mean, even a friendship, you even a mother in and child. Yeah. 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 Any relationship, human relationship, will highlight it because there will come times when that person is going to touch that wrong button. Yeah. And you remember, hiya, this one is still here. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. and also there's the issue of repeating cycles,
2: mm-hmm.
1: where if you don't stop and see where you're um, shooting yourself in the foot, mm-hmm. you keep. Doing the same thing over and over and over. So that can look like you keep on being attracted to the same type of bad person in a relationship. So you keep on finding yourself in relationships with either men who are emotionally removed or women who are emotionally abusive. There's just like this, you're always in the same circle, always in the same cycle, just repeating over and over again. And that's because you're not stopping to either recover from previous relationships or deal with your own personal individual issues um you're dropping yeah. gems you're speaking to us yeah so speaking of <laughs> speaking of uh dealing with your personal individual issues let's talk about personal development why is it important to be whole and alone mm-hmm. Okay. The importance of that is there are some things you need to build. There are some things you need to build with yourself as a relational being Mm -hmm. to set a precedence of how others deal with you. Mm -hmm. Because if you're not able to convince yourself how beautiful you are, how smart Mm -hmm. you are, how intelligent you are, sometimes someone else saying it will still not be believable because Mm -hmm. it's not a case of pitching a business idea mm-hmm. you know when you pitch a business idea after you accept or refuse that that's done like if you accept sour continue the business if you mm-hmm. deny okay so go to the next person. that's not mm-hmm. how a relationship with yourself is supposed to be you see if you tell yourself you're beautiful i mean even if i come and tell you you're beautiful it's a compliment it's not your whole life breaking mm-hmm. down or being filled uh, it's it's an addition to what you already know it's not it's fresh beautiful. information it's not like what I am!
2: Oh, I never realized.
1: Mm -hmm. Okay, thank you. But if it's something you already tell yourself. So, wait, you just said something. A a good relationship with yourself. uh, Tugi having a good relationship with Tugi sets the standard for how anyone would relate with Tugi. Right? And
2: that's so important.
1: Oh, it's very important. because. Um, it it ties into a lot of what we've just talked about, cycles. Mm -hmm. It helps break the cycles because if you realize, for example, let me just say one of my struggles. Me, one of my struggles is self-esteem in terms of just telling myself I'm beautiful and affirming myself in things I've done Mm -hmm. well. Mm -hmm. So it would be like, hey, if Tuki hasn't told me I've done it it well, has it really been done well? You know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, and now going to a relationship, you, you then start becoming needy or that's how you start shooting yourself in the foot because you're giving someone unnecessary uh, power over you. Sometimes mm-hmm. they've not even asked for it or sometimes it's so easy for them to grab it. Mm-hmm. And then when it backfires, you're quick to say, no, this person is bad, this person is bad. But you see, if you had 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 that relationship with yourself it would be easy to know Eh, eh don't don't interact with me like that, that that's not acceptable mm. or if someone is trying to grab something from you it's very easy for you to see it from up. i mean right now if i wanted to steal from you and we are facing each other you would see the movements as they are coming and be able mm. to protect yourself mm. before i grab at it mm. and i think it's the same way relationally if you see someone who's making some moves that are not okay with you, mm-hmm. you can start seeing them from far and be able to gauge how you mm-hmm. deal with it before something happens, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's it's so important to remind yourself of the truth, of the truth of who you are, of the truth of what you're capable of and what you're made of, so that if somebody comes to you either maliciously or in a a manipulative Mm -hmm. way or with a desire to harm you and hurt you, you're able to identify that because you already know the truth. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, we could categorize that as emotional, personal development, like raising your self-esteem, reminding yourself of the truth, watching your your mental health, your emotional health. Mm Which other ways can you grow to be whole as you are still alone? Um, some of the ways I that have worked for me is friendships, mm-hmm. identifying solid friendships, people who are good for you, mm-hmm. because that also still helps build a boundary for you to know hey, 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 when the wrong person is coming. You're too used to the right way of doing things. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, my friend, please. Or reading, reading has also really worked for me because sometimes that affirmation from someone else who's not really there is very important. So sometimes you forget some things that you come across and you're like, oh, by the way, that's true. I'm smart. (laughs) Sucks. (laughs) Um, Or YouTube videos. I, I do a lot of YouTube videos. I do a lot of motivational videos. Um, I, I think maybe it's corny but I'm like sometimes those things really pick me up and I've started shifting the ones I like, the ones I don't like mm-hmm. but they really they really push me and remind me of different things Cause you because you get different speakers who speak on different things, financial business thing, mm-hmm. um, but just self esteem discipline, just goals ambitions and it reminds me oh my gosh I do have goals and ambitions that are awesome and <laughs> get there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So for me, those are some of the things that have worked. And also working on my interests. When I get to achieve something like when I'm baking and mm-hmm. I do an amazing recipe and it comes out super well, that is so affirming for me. Mm-hmm. Or when I'm singing and I shit and then I'm like,
2: whoa,
1: <laughs> <laughs> hey, that is what Jesus means. You <laughs> know? it's it's really 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 good so growing Aww. so growing intellectually growing or developing yourself intellectually developing yourself in terms of your skills and your talents you met you t- you touched on something ukiandanga you talked about finances, so a lot of people see relationships as a vehicle to financial stability mm. and that is so dangerous because If your relationship fails that means your financial status your financial security falls apart so i i believe in my opinion i think it's so important that when you are single your money needs to grow because that's one of the things you bring to the table as you enter a relationship your money needs to grow how you think needs to grow what you believe in needs to grow, your thinking needs to grow. Um, physically, you need to grow as well. And I'm not just saying like eat a lot of food so you grow, but you need to be healthy, you need to be um, you need to be in good shape. Not for your partner or for whoever you'll end up being with, but for yourself first. Right? That's true. In fact, you know, money matters. I've been, tra- me personally, my relationship with money has been very poor. And that's yeah. one of the things I've been watching on. Mm-hmm. And I realized money is so much more to eat than just money. <laughs> I don't know if I can put it like that. <laughs> like money has been a source of self-care for me. Like there are times I'm just feeling blue and I'm like, okay, maybe I make my nails and I make my nails or I do my hair or I buy my wig and ha. P. Mm-hmm. to be I'm so happy. And I I forget I forget this worries of this world because I'm so <laughs> affirmed by that action the money has done for me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then money also teaches you discipline. Mm-hmm. You know, the discipline of knowing, hey, eh, right now buying KFC is an idea, but it might not be a good idea because you need to buy baking things and help grow that business. Yeah. And it also teaches you how to make good and meet them. Mm-hmm. And it also teaches you the multiplying in sex, how mm. to multiply, how to grow things mm-hmm. you know, sort of a hand of gold, yeah. yeah, where you learn how to add value to things. And so when we say money for personal development, I'm like money sometimes teaches you things or it highlights areas of your life in other things like discipline, something just as small as discipline. Like yeah. you know, money will teach you, hey, but there you're too, you're too haphazard with how you do and you're impulsive and yeah. yeah 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 so I mean like money shows you what other parts in your life can grow but if you also think about it as if you don't figure out your personal beliefs on money and your work ethic and all of that that becomes a problem when you're in a relationship because if you're a dude who's you're you're not disciplined with your money, you're not consistent in saving, and you get into a relationship with a woman who is, that's going to be a problem. Because she'll be like, I'm saving, why aren't you saving? Or these are our savings, why are you eating our savings? And vice versa, I'm not just saying guys have an issue, but like, when we talk about personal development, these are important things you need to figure out now before you get into a relationship and they become an issue. Something like sexual purity even, or self-control, if those are not, if you don't intentionally make an effort to figure out how you want to live the rest of your life in those specific areas, when you get into a relationship, that's an issue. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. Is there, okay. In fact, let me just add a bit to that. Mm-hmm. You know, when you said the statement on some people marry for money, mm-hmm. the the first image that came to my my head was in sickness and in health. Mm-hmm. You see, if you're unwell, mm-hmm. and you're in such a dire situation, mm-hmm. and you consider the decision that you married someone for money, in that moment, would you rather have the money or the company?
2: Mm-hmm. When you come home
1: from a hard day's work. Um, or just a hard day, and you mm-hmm. you want that hug, you want that. Let's just talk, and then someone just stacks a pile of money. Then shaker, <laughs> you know. I'm like, money is very important um, mm-hmm. in life because it's how we transact, how we, we we are able to function or have the lifestyle that we want. But when it comes down to it, what are the fundamentals in life? You see, when you're healthy, you can mm-hmm. still enjoy the person's company. When you're sick, you still want the person's company. Mm-hmm. Money is a good tool for finding out other things about your partner. Maybe how generative are they, how hard working are they, mm-hmm. how disciplined are they, how willing to share are they? Mm-hmm. But when it comes down to the nitty gritty, a relationship is based on relating. Mm-hmm. That's the fundamental aspect of it. Money just facilitates it, but not mm-hmm. it. Not mm-hmm. emotional it's not a relational aspect. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, I've even thought about it. I'm not even talking here like I'm on a high horse somewhere. I'm telling you, the days have been broken. I'm like, if that guy just, aki, aki, if he just died. <laughs> eh? I'm telling you, and then I'm like, okay. And then you buys you that nice lunch, that nice lunch, nice dinner after you've craved. Yeah. You know, you only crave one week or four weeks. The rest mm-hmm. of the three weeks, what next? Mm-hmm. What else are you doing? Mm-hmm. You know, are you exchanging bank information? You know, so <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I'm saying you return you like yourself back. Once you understand like the place of money in your life, because to be honest, not everybody thinks like you, Letty. Somebody is like, give me that money. I want the money. Yeah. Keep your hugs. Yeah. Keep your good health. Give me the money. But once you've figured out the place of money in your life and like what it means to you and and like is it your driving force? Is it your only motivation? Is it a resource? Is it the thing you live, breathe, and move for? Then you and then you enter a relationship with somebody who thinks the way you do, ah, you're unstoppable. Mm-hmm. You're unstoppable. Uh, the important thing is to just when in this time when you're alone, or if you if if you come out of a relationship and you're just like, dang it, I don't even know what to do now. Let these things we've talked about and and choose for yourself what you want and become whole when you're alone. And then the next relationship you walk into, you'll be walking in as, as a package. You get to something yeah okay um you know we've reached the end this is really. But yeah there's just one more thing i want to ask you before i ask you for your parting shot um so this is something i'm going to do in every episode last, in the last episode i asked Ah, you'll just listen to it, and then you'll know what I asked him. So, mm, this one, this one, this one. Would you rather go without TV or go without junk food for the rest of your life? And when I say TV, I mean... (laughs) When I say TV, I mean series, movies, movies, YouTube, any, any, like... I don't know what to call them, but any like social media, not just TV, TV, not just TV. Yeah. So would you rather go without TV or junk food for the rest of your life? I okay, you've gone too personal because those are my two things. Those are like my two, I don't know what to call them. My heart desires. Oh my gosh. Um. Hey, that's a tough one because I'm like... No, junk food. Let's we're going, going down on junk food. Let's define junk food. Fast oh my gosh. Food. Fast food is junk food. Yeah. Cakes, snacks. Snacks, yeah. Choc, Choc- chocolate. Huh. Yeah. Imagine I don't feel much for chocolate or cake. Oh, okay. Imagine, and my you. guilty pleasures are potato. Oh, so that's fries and potato chips, and yeah. So would you rather go without TV for the rest of your life or junk food for the rest of your life? Choose one. Let me choose TV because I'm a quality time person. And for me, it would actually be heaven if I could spend my time with people who value our interaction, that would be just heaven on earth for me. So if I'm leaving TV to spend more time with people and have good conversations, enjoy myself with people, imagine it wouldn't be so bad. And then we can eat junk food as we're talking. (laughs) You made it so deep. So you would give up YouTube. You'd give up YouTube. You just said you watched YouTube (laughs) YouTube. motivation. And self esteem, like <sighs> that's your answer. It's I just I like I like how you <laughs>
2: <laughs> But no, I like how you use
1: money, like you'll have your friends and you'll eat junk food and you'll talk about stuff. So yeah, okay. I'm yeah. I can travel the whole world looking for my motivational speaker. I'm
2: like,
1: <laughs>
2: uh, I
1: can't WhatsApp you, but I'm outside here. Just I'm um, here. Okay, awesome, cool. Thank you. Um, so before we come to the end, end, um, any parting shot? Parting yeah. shot is. I had that thing I wanted to say, but I forgot to say it at the time I was supposed to say it, but I'm <laughs> saying it now. I was going to say about sex. Um, I was going to say, it, it, it. I think adolescence is such a beautiful thing, mm-hmm. but I feel like it's trisex. I uh, was speaking earlier and I was saying, I thought when I was in adolescence, my body was on fire. I feel like now gasoline is just constantly dripping on me. Like, now it's like, Someone just turned up the volume, and and I wanted to just say how a lot of the time when we talk about sex, we keep thinking about intercourse, Mm -hmm. and I thought, that's just a fraction of it. But I'm like, looking good, feeling good, smelling good, those are things we neglect about ourselves, you know, things like hygiene or just basic biology of knowing ourselves, Mm -hmm. what makes us happy, and even just what makes you the person you know Mm -hmm. knowing you're a quality time person you're a touch person you're a gift person Mm -hmm. I think that has an aspect of attraction I I don't know if I should call it sexuality but attraction Mm -hmm. and those are the things that also help you in terms of knowing yourself Mm -hmm. and personal development because I think looking good comes for free Mm -hmm. like God saw you and thought you were good why Mm -hmm. not take it up a notch and flaunt yourself (laughs) because you know you look good like Take up that cross mm. and try to be, you know, be that epitome you've been missing. Yeah. Okay. You know. Mm-hmm. So you, so basically you're saying, um, you've said many things, but you're saying even if you're single, that doesn't mean you should neglect taking care of yourself, loving yourself, understanding understanding what your love languages are understanding how you receive and give love um that's a whole other discussion that's a whole other podcast which we should have you back on and to just talk about like how to be i guess it comes from an understanding of that we are loved by god and when he made us he saw that we are good and he wants what is best for us. So can we just join him in that desire to, yeah. to live to live lives that are balanced, but that are joyous as well, right? That's what you're saying.
2: Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah. I guess I guess another huge thing that we haven't really talked about being single is what to do with your sexual appetite. Because you're not yeah. with anyone. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think we're just gonna end. But <laughs> <on that> not. <laughs> 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 oh, you're so bad. This is why you have to. I mean, if you're listening to this podcast and you're like, yeah, you didn't talk about that. Well, subscribe to the podcast and wait for us to talk about that because that's super important. And I'm sure you clicked on this episode to just hear us talking about that. So why won't you <coughs> listen to the next one, hiya? Yeah, and that's it. Thank you so much, Leti, um, for your time and for talking so passionately about being single. I've, I've learned a lot, you've given me a lot to think about. And to anyone who's listening and you're single, Remember, you are not broken. Your singleness is a gift to work on yourself. You can be whole, you can be healthy, and you growing into a whole individual is going to enrich your future relationships. So we hope we've given you something to think about. Um, We hope we've enlightened you or challenged how you think about things. If we have, please let us know you know you're with really, everything is in the show notes you'll find you'll know how to find us yeah okay thank you for listening bye